Welcome back to one more round of what have you. <laughs> I'm Rachel Jankovic. Once more into the breach. Yep. And that's Becca Toggin. That's me. Over quoting, here. Quoting the Yonder. classics. Yeah. <laughs> here, here we are. Here we are. And I said, Becca, let's do it earlier today so that we don't just want to fall asleep. But by the time I started, we started to execute on I am ready to fall asleep yeah. right now. It could happen. I'm guys. heading out. It's kind of I'm going to do a, make a personal goal of not yawning on air. <laughs> now that you say that, nah, we're both going to be there. Concentrate, not yawn. We yes. are uh, Friday afternooning in the mid of the afternoons. Yep. And we're getting <sighs> windows in our new house. That's which exciting. is uber exciting. It's very exciting. I need to see them. We'll have to yeah. zip out there and look. Yep. You know, God was kind to us on this in many ways but one of them is that all along I've wanted black interior and exterior windows. It's a very traditional house shape. It's not like a um, I mean it's nothing. It's not modern. It's not. It's just so it's like colonial. (laughs) I was about to say it's not an Andrew Lloyd Webber house but what I meant (laughs) was Frank Lloyd Wright. (laughs) The Lloyds, also not an those, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Those with Lloyd as it's, a middle name. It's neither of those. It's <laughs> it's not like that. But it's a pretty traditional-ish uh, house shape. So they're traditional shaped windows. Not like big modern grids or something. You know, I, we don't have that thing going. Anyways, all along I wanted black interior. That's what I was sure I wanted. But for some reason I kept feeling like I needed to think about this mm-hmm. some more. Mm-hmm. Because there's nowhere I could walk in and see how that or I didn't yeah. and there probably is, but I don't some know of it. Yeah. But where I couldn't see the windows in the space, you just I thought that that's what I would want. And I wanted it because I think all you need to know all my reasons, I'm sure. I needed I the views are really good from our house. So I wanted the windows to not be in the foreground all the time. Like yeah. when I didn't want them to be like white seemed to me like it would be jumping out and getting in the also, way. Also though, I'm a big believer in a black outline on things for, for defining and making crisp and clean and that yeah. is exactly a black it outline. It is a black outline. I am, but I have to say that I was full of when they started putting them in. Because you know the semi, the two semis come full of windows. It's not like this is the kind of purchase you make that you can easily switch out later. No. No. We have purchased windows for a lifetime. We bought <laughs> the windows, and so as I was running out there to see it, I had this real time of of like now it's my turn to love whatever we're getting like whatever <laughs> came out of the box and got put in there time to not is what I wanted like I'm not minded man yes and um, I was stable unstable in all his ways and so as I was on my way out there I'm like preparing my heart like just to be thankful and to not be weird about it if I wasn't liking them but but then I didn't even need any of that I loved them upon awesome. first sight I was like yes that's good. Yes, it's good. Well, That's it's because God is really kind. I, myself, am working on black windows, but I am not having two semis delivered with black <laughs> windows. I am chipping along slowly through my house. So I have some black windows. So from the outside of my house, we've got a weird medley of here and there is a black window. Rachel's getting 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 rolled down the window and get some cold air. Anyway, I'm as I go through the house, getting the old pulleys working again and getting the windows reglazed if they're cracked and whatnot. I have been I have been making them black as I go, and the ones that I that I have done, I really like. Which leads me to the praise report that guys, I'm finally done with my co room. 
Woohoo! Indeed, woohoo. Round is, of clapping and cheering. Yeah, if everyone, we did sound effects, we would do that. If I had a party hat, I would put it on. Um, but I will we'll have to throw a little video up. I ordered the final thing was I was making myself finish everything in there. Like all the details. Then I ordered all of the switch plates and outlet covers and stuff because I wanted them to match the rest of the hardware in the house, which is all like really beautiful hinges and doorknobs and actual cool things. So I, as I finish your room, I will then do that. And I got them ordered. They're not in, but congrats. I know. Congrats on that. But I didn't want to order them and having them all sitting in a bag somewhere. Yeah, for I 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just doing them little by little. And they're like those old, um, they're like replicas of older ones. So I'm sure they won't match exactly, no, but they'll but at least fun. look like they live in the same house instead of a plastic mm-hmm. one right there. Nice. That's that's my. I'm, I myself am going to have switch places that belong in a plastic house. <laughs> the uh, then is, I can chip through the rest of my life. I also ordered new actual outlets that are black, because all of the old outlets in our house are black with brass mm. um, plates, mm-hmm. and so the places we'd rewired, we had just done white, and then I realized, mm-hmm. hang on, that actually. I'm changing them. So, we've got black outlets coming and those push-button light switches. Oh, yeah. Because the entryway had push-button light switches, and then when we got it rewired, it's just a regular switch one. But I was like, no, I want the old Mother of Pearl ones. So, they're like Mother of Pearl push-button switches. You You know, the thing is, is when it takes you that long to redo an entryway. Yeah. It's too long. How long was it? Too long. Since you started. I think since we... Actually, when you started on the floor, it's at least two years, wasn't it? Not since I started on the floor. No. When you first ripped out the floor? Oh, like gutting the whole front room? So it's been two years since we gutted it. Like we had a huge hole in the front. Like, okay, it was so funny. We had like a gangplank. Between our front door through the entryway into the main front of the house. We literally, you had to walk a plank for a little bit because it was just a hole between the like front door the and the crawl, next room. To like the ground. Yeah, just drop Just a hole down to the dirt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down there. So you had to balance your way across the board mm-hmm. to get in. Mm-hmm. That was only, to be fair, that was less than a week that we had it like that. Yeah, but it's been a long time. But my point is, yeah. when it's been a long time, you have to really delight yourself in the details. You've earned by the mother of pearl push buttons. Treat yourself. By Treat yourself. golly, I'm worth it, Rach. Self care. This is me mm-hmm. loving myself. <laughs> Surround well, yourself. I'm going to make a little collage Only of Becca's outlets and push button things and say, this is me loving myself. Surrounding myself only with things that make delight me Delight you. The things that delight you are the only yeah. ones you should allow so into I'm your gonna life. So I'm going to basically live my life in that front entryway. It's a good idea. If I go anywhere else in the house, it doesn't delight It doesn't delight, delight you anymore. It doesn't spark joy. It stops delighting me. Actually, it does spark joy. It makes me really happy that my kitchen is torn to bits. It really cracks me up. Anyway, but I am happy that my front is no longer that was, torn I to feel bits. like we just had a really odd little reveal in there that... that <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you let a little something slip. <laughs> you just let it... 
it does spark joy for Becca that her kitchen well, is torn to bits. There is a there's a definite personality type that happens here because I am so much happier with the kitchen right now as it is, which is half torn up ugly brick linoleum with some turquoise showing here and there. Rafters on the ceiling, wires fluffing out from around Bits of it not insulated. Some weird. I think this is really interesting because weird wallpaper on the chimney in the corner. Now here's why it makes me happy. Beforehand, when we were renting this house, it was this ugly, terrible 1950s kitchen that had like a layer of grease on the cabinets that just, you know, you can't even. It's just like smoke stained and right. greasy and dark and those old spongy acoustic tiles and a dropped mm-hmm. ceiling and a little harvest gold oven and you knew that there were mouse droppings of the ages above that ceiling. It was just kind of like ugh. And when we gutted it, my life cleared up. It was like this is better because it's in process. And because now I was we're say, working I think, on it. I think that you like, you would rather have people know that it's not what you like than suspect that maybe that I you'd like it. it. Well, no, it has nothing to do with if anybody else came in or didn't. It's just me. I like knowing yeah. that like we're moving, we're doing something, we're, this is in process. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like a, I can is, cope This with is it my sister who... When confronted with the problem of our chimney at our new house, suggests I teach myself masonry. And I say, no, I cannot. Luke won't let me. It's a no. It's a no-go. I actually today was like, should I drive back around the block and take a picture of that chimney to show Rachel? Yeah, she she tries to lure me into all of the... Bricks aren't that hard. Okay, wait. I think what you just said there is wrong. No, it's yeah. not wrong. Yes, it is wrong. It's a thing people have wrong. done for many centuries. Yes, but like full-time people you, who learn you, it, who not knit, me. who weave, who spin things. Not the same thing it's as a, as thing. a incredibly tall chimney. But here's guys, in my defense, I was not suggesting that you create a fully mason, you know, like masonry chimney that you have to like engineer the smoke part. The chimney, guys, is already framed in. All she would have to do is slap a little brick out All I would have to it. do is slap, like, 27 feet of a brick <laughs> chimney onto the house. It goes fast, Rach. My husband would say, no, you may not. I was like, Rach, think of the chance. Also, I'm pretty sure our contractor would throw himself <laughs> in front of me and keep us from... <laughs> I don't think our contractor <laughs> would enjoy my work. Well, you could be like, come out and help on the weekend. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. I'm like, Rach, you who like Argyle patterns in knitwear, think what you could do with a brick. Well, nope. <laughs> I draw a line somewhere, and it's not early. Where my no. li- uh, my line is far I draw along a line path, somewhere, too. But I don't think anybody really cares about our crafting endeavors. So, no, not really. So, let's talk about something people care about. Well, I care about chimneys, but it's all right. We can we can press press past that. All right, uh, press past it. Oh, we were laughing right before we got on. I posted another Department of Hell No that includes. I just saw it, and guys, if you haven't seen it, it includes the snippet on. 
from a Mary Oliver poem. Beg is looking I might it have, up. like, am I turning off the recording? You look it up. Do you have your phone? No, I left it in the house. Well, if I minimize this, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it back. Hold on. Everyone, hold that thought. Just a second. I can't tell. Oh, it is. it says it's still recording. That's kind of official and exciting. All right, so... <clears throat> Here's the worst thing you've ever heard, guys. It's a quote that says this. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let... Oh, gosh. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded like you were going to go into werewolves of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, which ooh, actually would be strangely applicable. Yeah, but, but the thing that we were laughing about is that <laughs> the soft animal of your body needs oh, some negative feedback. The soft animal of your body you should do be not sent just to let boot that, camp. Yeah, you didn't, and I think it needs also someone to give it some negative Yelp reviews. And some swats. <laughs> Poor performance from the soft animal of your body. It has been being remarkably. You know, okay, this. You this, know, the soft this animal. This brings something up to me, though, that is connected. And it's. We've talked about this before. But why does everyone who sets out to encourage everyone not give a qualifier? Like, if you find a thing that comes your way that is like, you are an amazing mother. You are a beautiful human who encourages all around her. You are, like, they're shipping this out to your grumpy neighbor. They're shipping it out to the murderer. In the, like, there's no, there's no, like, if you've done these things or if you succeeded in this, then you've I just, loved someone. I still am stuck back on her th- metaphor there of the soft animal of your I body. Looked, I looked up the old, um... I looked up the poem that it came from, that that quote came from. And and she's a talented poet in a lot of places. This, I think, even for the message she's trying to convey, is an awful line. Like, <laughs> it should have been edited away. Well, I just can't help but picture the soft animal of your body being like the awful, scummy drain clog yeah, that you fish no, out. No, you know what happened to me? Somebody posted on, on a GIF of a fat squirrel stuffing nuts in its mouth saying this is what I would be like but from a distance that little thing I thought it was our picture of the slugs <laughs> from from the bad slug time and that's that's yep, what kind yep. of evil well, doing deed it calls to my know, mind okay, so our, our sink I don't think I've said this on the podcast this was only like 10 days ago uh, our sink in our bathroom was backing up like where it would drain uber, uber, yeah, yeah. uber slowly, which mm. is disgusting because then anybody who brushes their teeth in it or whatever, and then mm. you run out the door to school, had... yeah, and then there it drains so slowly that you just get that despicable coating on the sink. And there's nothing you can do to clean it because the minute remind you use me, the sink again. Finish this, but then remind me that I meant to say something about this. Okay, okay we'll, we'll circle back to yeah, that. Do. Anyway, uh this sink is it's dusty pink too to add to the ambiance here because it's an mm-hmm. old sink we haven't gotten to the bathroom yet guys we haven't gutted this one so it's still in its original dusty pink format and it doesn't have a drain like a metal what do you call that part 
the thing that would cover oh, the pipe, mm-hmm. like just a the little mesh thing, oh, or uh, like like a stopper, like thing? a stopper, or right, a, or right. even a grid. It's just a hole mm. into the pipe. So many a toothpaste lid has accidentally shot down the hole. Ooh. You know, so so probably I probably bobby pins too. Probably I suspected that there was a, quite a catastrophe of toothpaste lids in there, and it had just gotten to be one too many. So. Anyhow, Ben had to go down under the sink the trap and off. take the oh. trap off. And oh, and wouldn't that gushes out yeah, junk yeah. in a bucket? Yeah, <laughs> junk <laughs> in a bucket is exactly what it was. But guess what there was in there? Not a toothbrush. There was a whole toothbrush. So <laughs> <laughs> a whole toothbrush with the toothpaste lid balanced on top of it and completely encased. <laughs> In disgusting hairballs. <laughs> and that, but what I was, that, dear friends, is what I picture when I picture what is the soft animal of your body. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say, though, <laughs> this is a good, it's a great metaphor because it is, it is um, exactly how it happens when there is some big clog in your filters yep. of some kind. Like, yep. The systems are not working like they should because there is a sin like, in there that you didn't deal with. But how that makes things that aren't big yeah. swirl and swirl, swirl and swirl in your life. Like there's no place to put them because nope. you don't have a good relationship to the Lord right now. <laughs> and so because you are not, you have no way of getting the annoying thing that your husband is, said to just immediately be gone from your life. It is instead all sloshing around <laughs> inside you with like, well, he knew like, you know, but it's typically that there is something objectively large stuck in the pipes. No, it's like that toothbrush is not going to make the curve. It's not. <laughs> it's just in there. And the only way to get it out is to disassemble the pipe. Start over. Or send a lasso down from the top, but we weren't sure what we but were looking just, at. But it's very common, and it, and it makes me think, you know, sometimes it's, you know, oh, shoot. <laughs> She's yawning, guys. Give oh. her a okay, because of how often moms or people are so discouraged and everything is, that's swirling around is very little. Yeah. But oftentimes there's just one little linchpin thing that needs to be handled. And then all the little things look suitably little. Get the Lego spaceship out of your toilet. Yeah, yeah. No, but sometimes sometimes it's just simply realizing, you know, I'm not being thankful. Right. And you need, and that all of a sudden. Or it might be I'm hanging on to bitterness from years ago. I'm hanging on to. I'm obsessing about what someone thinks about me. Or or I'm angry. Or I'm, or. Just as though you were growing pot in secret, you're growing roots of bitterness in secret with the special lights of obsessive internet posts that you shouldn't be reading things. And and I want to say this, actually. Sometimes I'm shocked by the amount of fevered pitch that Christian women can get about things that are not... um, like that's like Monsanto or vaccines or like controversial topics 
of yeah. things, but that you can be downright flipping out about stuff that you should not be when, and it is like that, that you're putting grow lights on it. You're reading all the conspiracy yeah. theories. You are fueling this little yeah. fear. You are like, I've got to be an activist and tell all my friends about this. Yeah. And I've yeah. got to get really like when I go to people's houses, I'm going to look through the cupboards and tell them how many things have some of the 12 deadly <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> I, I keep getting that one ad. Tell me that it's you made that one up. The 12 deadly no, ingredients? No, going and looking in their cupboards. Oh, I'm pretty sure house. that's been done. I Probably. Think. But... I was like, are you are you offering me something that has corn syrup in mm. the ingredients? Mm. Did you do that? And that, it's so funny because it becomes, your. it's like your little secret grow lights on yeah. something that you should not well, be growing. I think that if you feel tender about like maybe breastfeeding versus bottle feeding. Like mm-hmm. you feel really opinionated. Well, about like it. to the level that you would have a meltdown about someone saying someone else shouldn't have nursed in a restaurant or saying someone else definitely should have nursed in a restaurant, you know, whichever side that you're on, mm-hmm. on that, I would suggest that maybe you just don't read any more articles. Ooh. Don't post any more articles. Novelty. Novelty. Maybe Unless... stop feeding that little frenzy monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe decide that in the grand scheme of things. Like, if you had a chance. Here's a good meter. If you had a chance. Since last week was our great episode of I Could Have Been a War Bride. Somewhere. <laughs> Concubine. concubine, not a bride. I could have been a war concubine somewhere, which I liked that ending <laughs> to it. Uh, this, this week, it could be, what would I have to talk about with an early Christian? Like, <laughs> think of think of someone in, in, you know, Rome during the persecution where Christians are being eaten by lions for entertainment. Or and if you got to sit burned down... Burned as torches for Nero's garden yeah, parties. Yeah, in cages, right? They were put in like, kind of like a bird cage and burned... To light the party. To light the party with burning Christians. And you think, could you sit down with one of those people... And be like, you don't even know how bad it is. People have, have sexualized breasts. And I'm not allowed to nurse at the library. <laughs> or, or have you heard about the devastating presence of some corn whatever syrup. corn syrup in our canned crushed tomatoes? <laughs> Whatever it is, the point is the point is not that you shouldn't care at all no, about anything because you I don't have mean to make that choice. You care about it, but there are things that I will I will intentionally choose to not keep thinking about, and it kind no. of it kind of reminds me of that simple question about should you get involved in drama, which is, am I part of the problem or <laughs> am I part of the solution? And if you're neither, then it's not your business. Pass by on the other side of the road, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. But most of my my concern with those things is that we live in a time that is so luxurious that Christians are confused. Like, we're losing track of the fact that this is still... This is still a real simple thing going on. Like, we have all these other... Like, that there's really still only 
light and darkness in the gospel. Like that there still is your faith. It's not all these little subdivisions. Like, but we are believers in drawing a line in the sand about stuff. Like True. you're doing your Instagram Actually, posts. I just, I just texted someone about this drawing the line, but the drawing the line in the sand is more about being clear about what we actually believe than it is about picking random fights. Yes. But I'm just saying like, I think that the thing is, is that there is a clear place to draw the line, not back down and just really be there on that line. If you're a person who's, Oh, sorry, finish that. But I just mean like, uh, there are other lines maybe not to defend, maybe not to get Well, no, because it's not about, a to the death gospel no, issue. No. And like, when societal people societal around breastfeeding is not a gospel issue. Yeah. No. But when people make it into that big of an issue, it does become a gospel yeah, issue. Yeah, because they're cutting out people from fellowship right. over it's like that. Yeah. You're essentially excommunicating people from your roundup. If they differ with you. If they differ with if you. Somebody, on if somebody cleanser. says, actually, I think women should still be modest when breastfeeding, you're like, they're not a true believer. Right. And this so, person is out of the fold. Right. And so then the issue then becomes really actually worthy of hard lines how, being drawn. But the line is. You shouldn't be drawing the line there. Yeah, totally. I have... I was just texting with someone about this. And there's no principled stand that you have to take where people will not go to great effort to make you feel like an uptight ninny about yes. a trivial subject. Yeah. So even if it's very principled to the core, I believe I have to draw this line here, you will have moments of thinking... Am I just being really yeah. bizarrely too yeah. wound but up about we're not, this? But we're also not saying don't care about anything if it's not a gospel issue. Because, of course, you have to um, make informed biblical I'll tell you, decisions I feel like now everything. that we kept using the example of breastfeeding, I will just tell you my position on it. Now, why not? Now We've that we brought this up, been there this is this is my position. Then, if anyone is offended by the concept of a baby nursing that that's their problem yes because god did that that yeah. wasn't my idea <laughs> that was god's idea Indeed. and if they're bothered by how gross of you to feed your baby then i don't mind leaving them to feel that way <laughs> like, you may you may mind that yeah. you may and i won't change my behavior but if anyone is totally no problem with the fact of you feeding a baby but in some way unsettled by the manner in which that's happening, that that's that that's the responsibility of the person nursing. Now, what I what I do just to be clear, I've nursed babies in restaurants and in public places and in parks and hither and thither. Oh yeah. But I just try to keep it completely decent. Well, here's my thing: I have nursed five babies, and at no time ever. Was I confronted with the choice of... Nudity in public. Nudity in public or my child goes unfed. Yeah, I'm not sure what that was. What that there, but there are women who, who have a, like a vested interest in being exhibitionists. Yeah. And that I do I have agree. a problem with. No, because it's not... It's unnecessary in the it's extreme. It's unnecessary. Yeah. You don't need it. Why go there? What sort of weird, weird like mountain is that to die on i don't I mean, know i don't know why really anyone strange. wants to do that and it, and it is also abundant there are abundant ways 
to nurse a baby that is not sharing the event with everyone. And actually, and actually the baby much prefers it. I'd like to speak to the fact that I've nursed twins in public. Yeah. And that, I'll tell you, has awkward moments. <laughs> and one of the biggest, most awkward moments is that whoever is walking by you frequently would pull up short and stop <laughs> and be like... What's going on under that blanket? Because because there are four legs sticking out of the bottom of the blanket. Well, six counting mine. You know, they'd see see multiple feet sticking out. And it was the time that you didn't want anyone to stop to try to overly analyze it. Because I yeah. may have been holding the blanket in my teeth. Yeah. And someone's like, what? What is happening here? And I'm like, nice to see you too. Fare thee well. Go away. <laughs> Awkward. I just feel like there's a lot of people who have a, a strange need to to take the no, show yeah. on the road in no, in yeah. ways that nobody wanted. You the didn't thing that's it. interesting to me about that is that it is less uh, in its origins. It's more Mother Earthy very, than, than it very. is Father God celebrating. No. Oh yeah. And so I think that there it's more. What is the influence here? It's some kind of our our you know. It's it's usually something very mother earthy going on. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah. Now that we just touched on that, never intending, that never intending to tell you my strong opinions about <laughs> that, but we did. We did. But we also think there's room, um, in my opinion. Uh, like I don't mind that people don't practice this. But all like, the same let's way say that you have somebody who's bottle feeding. And they're doing it because of very strange neuroses that they have. Now, mm -hmm. that's too bad. And I do think, like, <laughs> yeah, they should get over that. But is that the kind of thing that you ought to get out your no. your war horns about? No. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if we're doing our most offensive episode ever. We might be. <laughs> Anyways. Woo! Moving out of on. that detour. Moving on. Reversing our way back out of that subject. Did we want to talk about friendship? We Whoa. said we were going to talk about friendship, and then, zoop, we didn't. <laughs> no? Did we um, want to? Well, it's a, it's a bit inspecific to say friendship, but I mean, what are the things... Make a hone it in. Hone it in for us. Why are you coloring on your finger? Well, because I'm bored. <laughs> she, she got... She's, like, really working on something on her on her finger. Becca, did no one ever teach you thumb versus fingers? Well, it is my a thumb. thumb. But it's my thumb. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Uh, this is not our best, our best episode. <laughs> Rachel's giving it two stars from here. This soft animal of this podcast. From this one needs to go. Let's give it, it some stars. negative reviews on Yelp. <laughs> All right. I'm focused, Beck. I'm not doodling anymore. I'm focusing. <laughs> Try to not yawn okay, still. Okay, so we're talking about, we were earlier, before we began recording, talking about uh, friendships, specifically with girls, but I think it like applies to women quite a lot. But just in the, like, what do you do... When there's problematic people all around you, or no one real great friend, or how do you handle people being tedious around you? Which they are want to do. I mean, what if your what if your friends just inexplicably 
go off on a breast milk tirade. <laughs> and you really wish they hadn't. Cause and it upsets you a it lot. It upsets you. And you're like, why did you do that? Why, why you would you have done that thing and ruined or, my Etsy or business? You know, yeah. <laughs> or you know when there's moments where somebody, <laughs> where a friend is, is like, you would love this book or you should watch this movie and you watch it or read it with a lip curled the whole time and you think... I could never see them the same way again. <laughs> if they love this, what's <laughs> what's up next? We have uh, nothing in common. Well, well, I do think like um, I mean, you've got girls. I've got girls. She said she's done doodling, but she is not. She's now doodling on an old takeout container. Uh, my doodle is so good. That anyway, it's really worth it. You've got girls. I've got girls, and friendship is a thing. Like. How do you teach your your girls to be good friends? And I think that there's a funny assumption that you have to have a really good friend. And if the if you don't, do you think we got that from Anna Green Gables. It, I think, frequently comes back to Anna Green Gables. But there's this idea that if you don't have a friend like that, then something is wrong. You know, right. like, that it's a thing that has to be corrected. Right, and. And I think that that's actually really quite weird, you know, to think that you need to find a person who shares so many things in common with you. And if God has put one of those in your life, then that's fantastic. But that's really not the goal. It's oftentimes I think people that it will, it may be longer than you wanted it to be before you have a close friend, but your close friend may be your own children. Or, you know, like, that sometimes... Yeah, your family. Yeah, that it's just not, it's not a thing that... If you think about it, if if we were supposed to have a really close friend or a tight squad or your best, you know, whatever, I think that that we would have some words about that <laughs> in Scripture. And, I mean. and in like, fact, there would be a, an explanation. There's a good bit of caution about choosing your friends. Yeah. And... The implication. You should put in this hot tip of grant. Wasn't it grandma or was it granny? Grandma Greensides would always say, "Get to know everybody first, and then choose your friends." When you're in right. a new place or a new environment, so especially in a new class or a new school, like don't commit your friendship anywhere. Like what I mean by that is not don't be friendly, but don't sell out to a friendship right away because the reality is it takes time to actually see people in context and true. get to know. <clears throat> If you actually would be good friends. Yeah. And, and I think that if there's this feeling that you need that good friend, like you have to have somebody like that, you're You'll just always too... be having drama about well, it. Well, and you're too willing to put up with stuff that the book of Proverbs is pretty clear that you shouldn't put up with. Because... You might put up with it, but also you might be a, the worst friend to them. But if you're so needy of the yeah. friendship. But I also think the implication in Proverbs is it would be better to have no friends than to have those friends. You know, like Mm -hmm. if there are not good choices in front of you, it's best to refrain. And, and I think that everyone, you know, especially if you have kids that are in a class where, you know, they just don't have that good friend. Yeah. You feel like this is a big, sometimes people can feel like it's an injustice. Other times people can feel like this is like, things are not right in the world. They think it's an injustice if, 
other people in the class are having good friends. Do have friends, yeah. Yeah, if it's just not a good fit. But one thing I've had to tell people repeatedly in many different contexts this has come up, when people get their feelings hurt because they were excluded from something that they wouldn't have enjoyed. They would not have liked to be there. And sometimes it's like, well, this whole group of my friends went off to do something that... Like, you actually are aware that you would not enjoy their company there. And yet it still bothers you that they didn't want your company there. Right. And a lot of the time, you need to just be thankful that God did not call you to that. Because if he had called you there, you would have had to confront everyone. Well, and my kids have had times where they either left something or they just didn't go in the first place. Because they're like, why? Why do I spend the whole time trying to convince everybody that they this shouldn't is, be doing what they're doing. Yeah. And that would, would be rather, not fun for I me. I would rather not go with them right there than go there and have to be the conscientious objector the whole time. The whole time. Right. And usually you're not and invited. And actually, one of my kids was laughing because it was like their friends were doing something and it was it was very nothing. It's not like they were all going out to do criminal things, but... It was just sort of like, yeah, and then when they all get pulled over by the cops or arrested, then they're all be in the middle with them, and I won't be able to say I was telling them the whole time. Uh, yeah, ooh, I was there. Say so no. Have done it. I had uh, one time. There was a group of girls. This was many, many moons ago in my life when I was not married or anything. It was a group of girls decided to go on some little vacay party. Girl time, slumber party. Those are frequently bad. I grew up with our mother, who firmly believed what her grandmother taught her mother. So this is old wisdom in our family, which is anything worth doing can be done before 10 (laughs) o'clock. Meaning, well, why would you gather up all of the, you know, girls, girls, take them and make them stay up way too late gossiping? And yeah. getting cranked off at one another to probably, probably takes about two weeks to shake out all the drama that can happen at one slumber party. I just don't, slumber parties are not worth our business, in my opinion. We do not get involved in slumber parties. And uh, I'm not saying, I think it's a universal sin to have a slumber right. party. Family no. practice here is no. why slumber parties. There's just kind of like levels so, of foolishness. Yeah, so this whole this whole group of. of girls, and it happened to be at the time the group of girls that I was part of, not friend part of, uh, stuck together with in other yeah. endeavors. Yeah, the entire group went without me <laughs> to this e- weekend oh, slumber party. A weekend, a weekend, and which and is bound to be good. One of my friends who was in that, and one uh, like a real friend of mine, said, "Oh." I so wished you were there. (laughs) So many things wouldn't have happened if you had been there. Well, this is why I was not invited, right? There was a plan in place. There was a plan. And she she was great about it. It was not like everyone was being villains. I have no, you know. Yeah, sure. But the organizer of this event called me later and said, Rachel, I need to apologize to you because I did not invite you. And I said, oh, that's okay. Like, you would, you know, you're under no obligation to invite me. It's yeah. a private party. 
You yeah. don't need to invite me. I'm no. not offended. It's not like no worries in the Bill of Rights. No worries. I did <laughs> not. I get to yeah, be exactly. Like this is not. No worries. Don't worry about it. She said, "No, I don't think you understand. I did not invite you." And I said, "I know, I know, and that's <laughs> fine. Like I'm okay with that." But she came over. She wanted to keep talking about it. Mm. But she was like, I still don't think you understand. I did not invite you because I did not want you there. And I was like, yes, as I understand it, you didn't want me. That's why you didn't invite me. And I'm okay with that because it was your party and I don't need to be invited. I left out the part. Secretly, I would have hated my life if I had ha- if I had been there. Like, had I been invited, I would not have gone. Probably, yeah, you know, the right. whole situation was a dark doomsday thing. <laughs> and but she would not. It it was like I think it turned out later. I'm pretty sure the whole reason for the party may have been to not have me to it. <laughs> And I think I was making it a dud in my in my non freak out about not having been invited. Yeah. But had I been there, it would have been yeah. a miserable weekend of me trying to get everyone to stop being nincompoops about the boys or about whatever. Right. You know, it was right. a it was girls being dumb at girl time. And I do think it's a good thing to try to be this way yourself, but teach your girls to be this way, of not always having your face pressed up against the glass. The FOMO. Looking at what everyone else is getting to do and looking at the parties they're going to and looking at the friendships they have and stuff. Just, like, if you have a good friend, that's awesome. It's a don't look back, you're not running that way. And I always tell my kids, if you start looking, like, look to your own lane. Mind your own lane. Look to what's in front of you. Be thankful for what's in front of you. Whenever you start really looking at what everyone else is encountering in their lane, mm-hmm. you will run into an envy tree. Just and clean into it. The Smack. Is, knock yourself out and have a concussion envy. I also, like, I do think... Envy like a toothbrush down your sink Exactly. <laughs> stuck like that. Gross business. Um, but I do think that, that um, not having a close friend is just... It's okay. Like well, it's it can really be kind of okay. tiring because sometimes yeah. you wish you had, but you know. But if your kids don't all, it's like don't scramble to find one. Don't try to feel same, like you have to drum one up. It's the same thing about even though obviously friendship and marriage are not are not uh, the same thing, but it's the same thing that if you really are wishing for a wise and godly friend, try being one. Right. Try try being the kind of person that would be a wise choice for a wise friend but to want to have as a friend. Also, particularly with your daughters and when they're single or if you're single, I think that there's sometimes a, a weird expectation that you should be much closer to your friend than there's actually any healthy way of being. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of friendships that are too close and are deeply unhealthy. Because... Right. Like, if you were to get married, now this you would have now a, third, be really... a third party who's in, uh, like, inside the wall, sort of, that really shouldn't be <laughs> yeah, inside do the wall. Don't have and, anyone in there. Right. And, and I feel like just having healthy ideas about what a friend is there for, they are not there to be know every your single companion, bit of your soul. To know whatever yeah. it is that you were thinking of right. and to a want spouse, to also. Sure. Like your husband, yes. 
not your girlfriends, not your Bible study group, not even, your weightlifting Even so, partners. I think people put it in way too much of a, um, way too much emphasis on that in marriage also. Like, as, as though your spouse is supposed to be some superhuman, I saw this, a thing, you know, uh, getting into a big topic here. Um, there's a chapter in my book about Maslow's, uh, hierarchy of needs, and he was a humanist psychologist. He he's the origin of the the whole the whole hierarchy of needs, where the top of your needs, the pinnacle, is like, um, you know, when you you it's like arriving at a person who really believes knows their place in the world. It's being self actualized, okay. self actualization, um, kind of like you've you finally arrived, your pinnacle. Mm-hmm. But on the baseline, you know, it starts with like just your needs of sleep and and food and right. oxygen. <clears throat> but then the next then it's like safety, like uh, shelter and more, you know, it builds mm-hmm. up. But what it has is this, then this is commonly accepted, used in college counseling all over the place, is there's a layer that is your friends and family mm-hmm. where it is as though you use these people on your way to self-actualization. Like right. now you're ready. And spouses, that's a thing that people, this is why I think partly there's an enormous divorce rate. And that is because people are putting on their spouse. If you just think of any dumb chick flick, what they say you want in a spouse is like someone who would be your harshest critic and your biggest fan and they'll drive you to be your best self and, and they will accept nothing but the best for you. Like, it's, but love you unconditionally. I love you unconditionally. You'll look horrible and they'll still think you're amazing, but they'll somehow conjure you up to be the best self. It's an unbearable load to put on another human to say that they should be doing all of these things to help me towards me feeling totally secure me being totally right. that that's their job to be like a layer in my cake so I can try <laughs> to get up onto the get up onto the pinnacle up there that I'm trying to get to and and it's just as an interesting thing because so the, in that hierarchy of needs right at the top is this self-actualization which is where kind of everything is put right you're right with the yeah. world you know where right. things are but it's so interesting to me that in the Christian worldview that's what happens at salvation we start there yeah. You start with God put you right. Yeah. And and you begin there and none of those other things have anything to do with no. keeping you from those, that. Those were not the foundation of your That joy. wasn't how you got there. This no. is this is and so for a Christian everything you're doing is working out from having been put right with God. Yeah. And for the world everything is working towards trying to get right with some right. whether it's you or the world or God or whatever it is that someone's Which bothered by. Which is this myth- mythical thing because it's like the questing beast where nobody can ever yeah. And they get think it. and they think that it people have a different idea of what it is and even Maslow thought that it was very few people will ever actually get there right but it has this idea of if you work hard enough if you do this you can keep building towards mm-hmm. and so we start lumping in all these things that are um normal facts of human life normal tiredness normal you know things that are normal yeah. with being obstacles to our best self yeah like this is keeping me from that instead right. of things have been put right and I'm just working it out 
right. from here in all of my right. relationships. Which right. makes a really big difference in a marriage to another human yep. that you think you're just working your salvation out rather than the two of you are trying to work your way to some kind of a pinnacle. Exactly. You're not. And that's where you get all these weird things that everyone's always saying about if someone's not helping you see everything in the best possible light cut them out of your yeah, life cut them out get Do rid it. of them immediately prune them out one thing you don't need is that toxic person who thinks you should do the dishes like <laughs> those your mother yeah toxic <laughs> cut her out of your circle exactly if she- but i think with friendship too that can be a thing if you're if you're searching for the way to complete yourself that's what yes in a friend instead of thinking things are right and then in every situation I find myself in, if God brings me a godly, fun friend, I'm still just working out my salvation into that point. I'm not right. trying to get anything from it. Right. Not, you know, yes. I'm still just doing what God put in front of me instead of. And and sometimes those seasons of difficulty or loneliness are the things that are equipping you for later. Well, actually, always. Yeah. And it's equipping you so for... So sometimes we see it in hindsight and sometimes, sometimes we, we don't. don't. But you'll but it's equipping you for, oh, wow, it's late. I got to yeah. pick my kids up. Yeah, we got to give your we tip gotta, and we're going to go. Oh, my tip. I feel exact. I felt like a really funny, another flashback of deja vu because we're here at mom and dad's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember many moons ago, mom having some kind of a gift card or something happened. I just remember mom telling me delightedly that she had purchased a water hog mat, but she didn't really have to even pay for it. Somehow it worked itself mm-hmm. out through yeah something. They made a mistake on an order and like credited her money or something. So she got it. She got a free one. But I remember mom raving about the water hog mat. No, look at this. I got a water hog mat. But now I'm living in mom's house and I just bought myself some water hog mats. <laughs> and and I am as delighted about them. I believe that I texted mom a photo of the water hog mats <laughs> at the same door. That's awesome. I, it's just, are they indoor, outdoor? Uh, I actually don't know them? that, but they're industrial. I bought them on Amazon. They're like the kind that you'd have in the front of a grocery store. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. They're very industrial, well, really absorbent. Here's my problem. I have a covered porch, so I would really like to have one outside my front door. Oh, it probably is but that way. But because of my tile, I really don't want one inside my front door. That's I hilarious. I just want it outside. <laughs> I'm a tire of my tire. Okay, so it's time for me to go pick up my children's. Yeah, water so, hog, guys. Water Try hog mats. Out. And actually, you should know that a friend texted me a screenshot of th- my book on Amazon with frequently viewed with. And it was the slippers that I recommended <laughs> on here. Glare ups. But I felt like I needed to tell everyone I bought the kind with the heel, not the the one because the one that's frequently viewed with my book is not the model I recommend but it's the same brand I just like that the metrics are probably confused the people are like how did this happen what what why why are slippers involved with this book well we'll tell you pull on your glare ups and read my book (laughs) (laughs) all right till next time have a good week bye bye You think of yourself now and then in four years time what do you want yourself to look like and 
is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place. When you're a student, you want to become like your teacher. You're going to become like your teacher. Looking at NSA beforehand, I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here. Fireman, husband, father, doctor, no matter where you want to go, NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be. If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, you need to shape yourself, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job. And liberal arts is, I think, the best education you can have for that. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu.